1: Each and
2: every day on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. We, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, start the show with the three things we think you need to hear to be in the know today. And we call it the three at 1203.
0: Give me three! You get it! It's the three. I'll need three things at 1203. Three, that's the magic number. They're gonna be talking about three things. Three. It is, it's the magic number. What does it all mean? And here it is behind door to
2: block. Oh, this is such a sad uh, sad piece of audio to listen to. Now, the late David Cassidy, uh, he, before he died, he was doing, uh, he was helping uh, with some, a documentary on his life that, mm-hmm. that will be airing on A&E next week. And uh, there was an interview done with him over the phone where he explained a little bit about... Uh, his illness and and what the public knew and what was really going on and it's just very tragically sad. Here's David Cassidy um, prior to his death in an interview.
0: I just met with the doctor and um, I have a liver disease. My life has changed dramatically. Um, The first few days I was unconscious and near death. The last week or so, my memories come back. That's such a blessing. It means I'm cognizant (laughs) of my surroundings, that I'm alive, and it's daytime, and I know know what day of the week it is. There is no sign of me having uh, dementia at this stage of my life. It was complete alcohol poisoning. And the fact is, I lied about my drinking head doctor at the hospital. She said, I believe that your dementia was directly related to your alcoholism. You know, I I did it to myself man. I did it to myself to cover up the sadness and the emptiness.
2: Well, that's sad. It's so terribly sad, and this is uh, audio from the uh, the documentary called David Cassidy, The Last Session, and it uh, chronicles him in the studio as he worked on what would be his final EP. It's called Songs My Father Taught Me. Uh, and this will air on the eleventh on a and E. Um, and just it's just so sad when you think I mean we were uh, when he died, and that was by the way, in November, just this past November that he died. I, I mean, the conversation was just about how sad it was and what a loss that was. And now kind of from the other side to, to, be given a different perspective even, and it was already sad and it's
3: well, and it just shows that alcoholism is a horrible disease and he didn't do that to himself. Alcoholism did that to mm-hmm. him. So, I mean, it's, it's an opportunity to, you know, talk about that issue. And hopefully that's what uh documentary will, you know, allow people to focus on.
2: Absolutely. Behind door number
0: two. Let's see what we've got.
3: Well, if you didn't already know this morning on what would have been Prince's 60th birthday, his estate and Warner brothers have announced the release of a live album. In fact, um, I think since Prince's passing, a lot of people have thought about what music is going to be published by uh, his estate. We now know that piano and a microphone, 1983, which is due out September 21st. This was recorded during a rehearsal at his home studio, right over there in Chanhassen. And uh, we can actually listen to a little clip. This is uh, Mary, Don't You Weep, piano and a microphone, 1983 Ooh. version. Hey. So, wow. That was just a taste uh, of what's to come on that particular album, as I said, out September 21st. Um, I was reading through the list of other things that uh, will be on this album. There's also going to be a cover of Joni Mitchell's A Case of You versions of Purple Rain. Uh, 17 Days and More. You can see the entire track list online. Wow. And listen to that song we just heard a clip from on Spotify.
2: What was the name? I'm sorry, the song that we just heard? Mary, Don't You Weep. Okay. So is it a lot of covers on this album that's coming out?
3: It doesn't look like it's all covers, but um, it's some stuff you've heard before. That's awesome. Just not live and recorded, as uh, I said, at his studio.
2: I will be purchasing that album. Here's what we have for you behind door number
0: three.
2: Okay, so I think this, this whole storyline started last week. Kim Kardashian went to the White House to meet with President Trump about uh, releasing a woman by the name of Alice Marie Johnson, who had been in prison for 21 years of a life sentence for a nonviolent drug offense. And it was her first offense. And uh, Kim Kardashian heard of this story, went and met with the president, and the president in turn uh, commuted her sentence. And she is now out, and she has thanked Kim Kardashian yep. and the president. I
0: going to say to President Trump, I am going to make you proud that you gave me this second chance in life. And I will not disappoint the American public of the world who has so much faith in me. All I can say is thank you, President Trump. And and I love you, President Trump. Thank you. And I want to tell Kim, my war angels, that you never gave up on me. You never gave up your fight. You were relentless. And it has paid off beautifully for me and my family on this day.
3: That's pretty
2: awesome. Yeah. 21 years uh, that she's been away from that family. She's a grandmother now. Um and uh, there you heard her calling. I mean, you could hear a baby crying in the background, a grandchild of hers crying in the background. Um, and I just it's I can't even imagine what that would be like to be on the other side now and be able to see your family and hold your grandchildren oh, sure. and, and you know go back home. Um, and all the changes that have happened on the outside now, and to think that Kim Kardashian who we make fun of routinely on our show, has done something this wonderful with her platform and her voice. Well,
3: yeah, as I said yesterday, I really feel like, um, you know, all things considered, she's like the most rational, sane one lately as compared to Kanye and a bunch of other people around her who may be focused on more petty things, Chloe, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, good on her. I will say, though, that this is one of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people who are, Incarcerated on non-violent offenses, so mm-hmm. you know it'd be nice if perhaps the law looked equally upon all of those people instead of just sort of making it a lottery situation for one lucky person. There, are, for every um, for every person like we just heard about Alice Marie Johnson, there are many, many more who could probably benefit from the same, you know, attention.
2: Yeah, and I, to that end, I'm kind of I'm not kind of hopeful. I'm very hopeful that. Kim doesn't sort of lay this down as like, well, we got this done, uh, and then not still pay attention to the issues that she went to the White House to talk yeah. about, um, prison reform, et cetera. You're right, Bradley. There she's not this is not the only person who uh is imprisoned on wrongful or on um nonviolent. Nonviolent, thank you, uh charges like this that she is just one of many, and she can serve as an example if we allow her to serve as an example mm-hmm. and continue to put our attention toward yeah, for sure toward that. All right. Anyway, well, when we come or when we come back, Elizabeth Reese will be bringing in all of the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert here on My Bye. Talk 1071.
0: This is a My Talk Dirt Alert.
2: Elizabeth Reese is breezed in with all the dirt from Hollywood and a dirt alert. Hi,
4: friends. Hi. Nice to be with you today. And Lots also with of you. stuff happening. That makes me feel like we're at church. You're welcome.
3: <laughs> That's the first time you're ever going to say that with me in the room.
4: <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is kind of strange. Things are getting a little weird with um, Kate Spade's yeah. husband. Yeah.
3: He's having some issues.
4: I don't... Mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously having issues, right? I mean, his wife... Uh, died by suicide in their home. This is very traumatic and troubling. But he emerged from um, his building on the Upper East Side. And I get it. I mean, there are photographers stalking him. It's really like, it's a tough spot. I mean, he's in a tough spot. But he put a very odd child's mouse mask, like a full face covering plastic Mm -hmm. mask that you would wear for Halloween He put it on his face to leave his Park Avenue home, just after eight thirty this morning. It was. It's in totally poor taste. It's very rude. Again, I
2: understand the desire to hide from cameras when you are going through a trying time. Listen,
4: big hat, big sunglasses. Absolutely, maybe like a collar popped up, something like that. I mean, I fully get that because that makes sense to me. But a cartoon mask in the face of a really difficult. Uh, and tragic
2: storyline i know
3: the only thing i mean i I, i'm willing to cut people some slack i mean it's been less than 48 hours since his wife died by suicide and you almost wonder if he just felt like this pressure and weight of the world staring at him and maybe this mask again i'm giving him an extreme benefit of the doubt but maybe this mask was like handy and he was like i need something because i just can't look at I don't Mm -hmm. want, you know what I mean? Like I'm just saying there could be something that, you know, while maybe not tasteful would explain this behavior. There was a
4: reporter out who was asking him questions and he said, do you know the meaning of privacy? He snapped that at the reporter and then got into the SUV. Also, I get it fully Mm -hmm. appropriate. I mean, you kind of hit a point too, where we're thinking, Why do these reporters and photographers need to camp out to see Andy Spade now? I mean, I get the first day. Listen, I mean, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. It was a big story. She's a public figure. People are there's there's a public interest in this situation. But like now it's 48 hours after. I mean, let these people grieve. Thank God we're not seeing photos of her child. I mean, at least we've got a little shred of decency.
2: Well, you do. I mean, you do turn your eye to the the paparazzi and the um the media who are trying to figure out some sort of answer to this story well hi the family is trying to piece together yeah. what yeah. little they're able to I mean, about they're the answer making
3: funeral plans yeah
2: there's nothing about this that is uh, any
4: type it uh, is sensitive at all I think very it's very troubling so that sad. the Reporters and the photographers are camped out outside of their building. And New York is a tricky spot because it's like, you know, it's not like here where you can go into your attached garage Mm -hmm. and get in the car and then go, you know, I mean, you live in a building and you have to get outside to get into a car or to get to your transportation. So you're, I mean, you can see why like Alec Baldwin, like flips a lid and snaps because it's like, he doesn't have a choice. You don't, Mm -hmm. I mean, at least in LA, I think people are making a lot of choices in terms of how they're interacting with the paparazzi in New York. It's like,
3: this is your situation. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I don't know.
3: I also just think like, but
4: the mouse mask is really weird. Particularly,
3: you know, curious when it comes to suicide because it's not an everyday. Well, I mean, it is tragically, but, when when celebrities are affected this way, I think people are morbidly curious in a way they might not be if it's cancer, say. So yes, certainly, yeah. So because you know
4: there is just because you there's see this just such a lack on, of understanding.
3: You'll see a fixation on things like, and hey, we're all curious, but like, but I don't. But then you realize you're a person, and you want to respect people, and you sort of pull back. But you know, people are curious about the letter. People are curious about mm-hmm. what she said to her child. Mm-hmm. People are curious about the manner in which she. Um, the the manner in which things ended right you know in this case hanging Mm -hmm. like those are all things that people get morbidly curious about so i understand the impulse but you know that's why we show we're adults and maybe pull back a little Mm -hmm. bit a little bit of space Mm
4: -hmm. for the media and then maybe the mouse mask maybe there is something we could just you know a hat big hat sunglasses yeah even like a hooded sweatshirt pulled over i would get all these things i don't know paper bag yeah, something. Um, boy, this is really sad. Walker Hayes, who's a country artist, he and his wife, Laney are mourning the loss of their seventh child. Seventh
1: child? So sad. They
4: lost their little newborn, I know. It was yeah. so sad. Um, the baby girl died just days before their due date, and they said um, it is with great sadness that Laney."
1: This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world.
4: Me and I share with you the news that our sweet Oakley Clover Hayes um passed away. So we're just thinking of them. Oh, so sad. just thoughts and prayers for them. Um Chloe Kardashian, she's at the Cavaliers game. She's standing by her man, Tristan Thompson. I don't know. She's I mean, continuing she's to show up She's standing by
3: him for the sole purpose of protecting her image, and that is all.
2: Again, yeah. I do I just want to judgment. be a fly on the wall at the Kardashian. What is their company called? Kardashian International or something? Kardashian's I wanna, own everything. Yeah, like I want to be a fly on the wall at their business meeting. Because I'm sure he's on the payroll. And this is nothing more than sort of a storyline that's being written. And, you know, she's getting side sauce from somewhere. He's getting his side sauce for you,
3: sure. <laughs> you think that he is on the payroll? Yes. Though?
4: I do. I, I mean, think,
2: I, I think they're
3: all, pre, you know, prefabricated, but
4: I think once they get in a relationship with somebody and then they start to, like that relationship is public. I mean, I don't know. He's benefiting in his own way. Nobody knew who Tristan Thompson yeah. was before, unless you were a Cleveland Cavaliers fan or like a diehard NBA fan. You had no idea who this guy was until he started dating Khloe Kardashian. Right. And I
2: guarantee you he is on the, uh, the the payroll because I've seen him on the show. Oh, well, then he gets paid. Yeah. So he is getting paid in some way or another. I I would be curious to see what his contract said.
4: I, I just, yeah, I am suspicious about everything now. It's fair. You should be suspicious of everything because Wilmer Valderrama lied to us oh, mm. about taking Mandy this, Moore's virginity. Duh.
2: story made steam come out of my ears. This is, I've always thought he was a dirty dog. Well, this yeah. made it even worse. Yeah,
4: he is. Here's what uh, Mandy Moore had to say to Howard Stern. I dated him when I was 16 or 17. And no, he did not take my virginity. She did go on to say I love him and I still love him and he's a very good friend. And that's why I was so shocked by it. Not only was it a fib, but it was so unlike him, so uncharacteristic. He's dated all the ladies. I met him at a photo shoot for some teen magazine when I was 15. Uh, Never had French kissed a boy. He was like my first true boyfriend. And then her parents were really bummed out that he said that. Well, yeah. And we're disappointed. And also, I kinda like that she said that. That she yeah. was like, My parents were really disappointed that he said that about me. Yes. <laughs> Cause you also, know, you gotta have a little bit of accountability. Who still says things
3: like took my virginity? I know, right. honestly. Right.
4: right. That is so took my virginity is like the same as giving and the taking of a bride. I mean yeah. it's like dowries and it's I gave like,
3: this man my virtue. I- what? <laughs>
2: did you but did you read i mean the words that he actually said on and it was it was in his own interview with howard stern that this came up yeah uh and this was not this was i think years ago that he said this he said something to the effect of like yeah sex with mandy moore is good it's not like something like uh warm pizza piece of pie good or something like that it was gross and she rightfully so was like horrified yeah i would be too because they had not had any kind of apple pie or anything they had not done that and i just he i've always like i said i've always thought that
4: there was something about him yeah That was just a little bit wonky. He's trying to overcompensate for something. Yeah. um, She said in the moment he tried to explain it away and that he said, he said, well, I just got caught up and I kind of insinuated it more than outright said it. And Mandy Moore said that she said to him, no, you outright said it. Why would you ever talk about that with anybody and lie about it? Um, and she says she forgives him. She talked to Mandy Moore, talked about Zach Braff, who she believed was the love of her life when they were together from 2004 to 2006. She said that Andy Roddick broke her heart, but she holds no ill will towards mm-hmm. him. Um, and then she she's said that I'm
3: very lucky in the man. Department. No, she
4: she's got, like, she's like the Taylor Swift of her. Of yeah. like, she was like the Taylor Swift at that time. She got divorced from Ryan Adams in 2015 and she said, I just chose the wrong person. We're just different. We were not meant to be. It was a very lonely life. Someone who is obsessed with themselves and obsessed with their work and wasn't able to be a partner or husband. The anger subsided for me now. I have so much distance from it now. I have a different perspective. Just mm. telling all. It's yeah, good. Was. It's interesting dirt. stuff. There you dirt. go. I like it. You I like it. Thanks, Thank you. Guys. Thank Thanks you for Elisa, all that man. dirt,
2: Elizabeth Reese. Uh, we'll talk to her again tomorrow. Her next uh, dirt alert is at 520. You can catch her on Twin Cities Live at three o'clock. And now we. You need a caller for our 30 second pop culture challenge. 651 641 1071. 30 seconds. Five questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. 30 seconds to answer five questions. And uh, if you get them all right, you could win. You will win a prize on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. It's Streaming rough. live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And this is our 30 second pop culture challenge.
0: 30 seconds who's playing today
3: colleen and what are they playing for we've
1: got hannah on the line and holly what's hannah yeah. playing for a pair of fandago movie passes to see the movie oceans eight out tomorrow
3: hannah hannah bobana the timer's gonna <laughs> begin after i ask the first question are you okay. ready i think so okay here we go Elle woods is the lead character in what movie Blonde. danger zone is a song featured in what movie uh, Tom Cruise with the planes with yep. The, yep. Oh my god, What is it called? Yes. What color are Dorothy's slippers in the Wizard of Oz?
0: Red, ruby.
3: Snoopy is what breed of dog? Um,
0: it's a hound. It's a basset hound. No, it's a um, it's a. Oh my gosh! Why can I
3: think of this? Yes. Model Kate Moss is from what country?
0: Austria. <laughs>
2: oh, oh, Hannah. Hannah. I'm sorry so you banana. didn't win today, but you can try again tomorrow. We do this every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show. It's called the 32nd Pop Culture Challenge. OK, so she missed Snoopy.
3: Well, she missed Snoopy. Yep. Uh, what breed of dog? Beagle. Mm-hmm. Um, she missed model Kate Moss from England. And Danger Zone is a song featured in what movie? Top Gun. Yeah. She. I mean, she practically had it, but. She didn't actually have she got close.
2: She knew the plot. Yeah. Uh, well, now that we've gotten through all those, we like to move on and solve some mysteries. We do it in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for us in a segment called Blinded by the Item.
1: Blinded by the Item. Our first blind item from crazydaysandnights.net has to do with a one named permanent A-list singer. That person is the subject of our first blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. Donkey, Look for the lawsuit involving the one named permanent A-list singer to be settled within weeks, if not days. No way is he going to let this get any further. Mm.
3: Oh, so it's a he.
1: Is is it Usher? Ooh. Oh, tell Mm -hmm. us more. Uh, Here's your blind item. Look for this lawsuit involving Usher to be settled within weeks, if not days. No way is Usher going to let this get any further. Is this the herpes suit? I think one of many. Yeah. Now, here is Usher accuser seeking medical records in herpes lawsuit. Now, this is going and going. And now, I don't know if there are any new accusations in the news, but... Mm. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. Isn't it funny that we completely forgot about that within... Well, I mean, there were some other... Yeah, pressing stores. things. That is correct. Yeah. Good point. You make a good
1: point. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Blinded by the Our next blind item from crazydaysandnights.net has to do with a permanent A-list singer and a member of the permanent A-list singer's family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two people in this blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. With all his money gone, And no one in the family willing to share. This partner in crime of his permanent A-list sister will do or say anything she wants if the check is big enough. Hmm.
3: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm so confused. So there's the singer Mm -hmm. who's a person. Yes. Mm -hmm. A man, I mean.
1: No. Oh. Oh.
0: I
2: don't get this oh, permanent okay. A-list sister. This so, is this is the partner in crime. The he is the partner in crime of the permanent A-list sister. Yes, right, right, okay.
3: So who has a brother who's a permanent A-list singer? The it's brother
1: not, isn't permanent this, A-list. No,
3: yeah, that's what I. I'm sorry. I meant the the singer is permanent A-list, and her brother, mm-hmm. who's the partner in crime. Um, it's not Janet Jackson, right?
2: Oh. oh! Oh! Wait! Oh! Okay! Wait! 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 Now fill in the blank. Yeah, but the partner. Oh, we still in have crime. to get the partner in oh. crime.
3: So Tito. Uh, um, Germaine.
2: Uh, is it? Oh, is it Paris? Is it?
3: Oh, it didn't say brother, no, it says sister. So. It's,
2: it, I, I will say the the wording of the blind item is tricky. Mm-hmm. So now we're looking for the partner in crime of this permanent A-list sister. The A-list sister is Janet Jackson, the sister of Michael Jackson. Right?
3: Randy?
1: Oh. Headlines ooh. from two days oh. ago. Randy Jackson stirring the pot in Janet Jackson's custody fight. Another headline, Janet Jackson's custody battle is heating up and her brother Randy Jackson is fanning the flames. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Here's your blind item. With all his money gone and no one in the Jackson family willing to share, Randy Jackson, the partner in crime and brother of Janet Jackson, will do or say anything she wants if the check is big enough.
3: Interesting. So she's using him as her spokesperson? marketing guru
2: gossip monger yeah so bizarre interesting Mm -hmm. you know sometimes i um sometimes i forget like sometimes the jacksons seem to just sort of fly under the radar and nobody's doing anything too outlandish and then i start to think like oh okay i think about the talent right and then suddenly something like this will start to happen and then you go oh we've been down this road before
3: well, I'm just curious, like, what are, um like, what's Jackie Jackson doing? Marlon Jackson? These lesser Jacksons? I need to know isn't what there, they're
2: Isn't there, a, like, isn't there another sister, Rebe or something? Yes. Yeah. And she's very quiet. Let's not forget about Latoya. Latoya? I mean, they, Latoya doesn't live as, Rebe lives a very quiet life. Like, mm-hmm. we do not hear from her very frequently. No. Uh, but, yeah, I, yeah. You're right, Bradley. What is happening with the other Jacksons? Do we really want to know? No.
1: Okay. By the so Early we're moving not. on to our next blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. Uh here's your blind item and it has been confirmed by the way, meaning the subject of the blind item has been written on crazydaysandnights.net. So we have to think about a permanent A-list child molesting director. Mm. Oh god. Here's your blind item. With a career going down in flames and no one wanting anything to do with a new movie, this permanent A-list child molesting director is passing out money like candy for anyone who will publicly come to his defense. Is this a Woody Allen experience? Bingo! Uh, B-I-N-G-O! I I will fill in the blank now. All right. With a career going down in flames and no one wanting to do anything with a new movie, Woody Allen... Is passing out money like candy for anyone who will publicly come to his defense? Now, this immediately brings to top of mind his son, son. Mm-hmm. Moses, mm-hmm. who publicly defended Woody Allen, but weeks ago, mm-hmm.
3: in a in a really just bizarre way.
2: Also, I okay, can somebody tell me about that? Uh, but also, Diane Keaton also springs to mind because she refuses to. I mean, not that I'm not necessarily saying, like, I kind of feel like she's doing that willingly.
3: I think that's more about her ego.
2: Yeah. Than it is about, so it's not like he's writing checks, but I mean, hi everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did his son He uh, wrote this,
3: uh Moses wrote this big, long essay and basically said, there's no way that my father did any of this. And I was paying attention. Uh, and it didn't happen. And my mother is, uh, actually the abuser Mm -hmm. in this particular relationship, not my father and went on to allege all sorts of chicanery on the, at the hands of, uh, Mia Farrow. And then Dylan and, uh, Ronan, Ronan both came out and said, um, I don't know what you're doing, but this is all lies. So
4: it's really tearing
3: a family apart.
4: Yeah,
2: that was like a really dep- we had a couple depressing.
1: I'm sorry, it's not really your fault. Nothing that was yeah. very lovely. I mean, I we could have, have some told- more sex,
2: please. I mean,
1: I could have told you a blind eye about about Casey Anthony getting breast enlargement because she thinks she can charge higher rates for her clients. Oh wow, okay, that really didn't bring the room up, did it? Welcome, welcome <laughs> well, to the USA.
2: Uh, All right. Well, okay. With that, uh, when we come back, remember when we were all wondering where Richard Simmons was? Is he still hiding? Well, yeah. We're still wondering where he is, but there's a development that I want to discuss with you when we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. So do you remember just about a year ago, right now, we had already passed the conclusion of a podcast called Missing Richard Simmons. Do you remember this? Yep. It was a podcast by Dan Tabersky, and we were, we were there for it. I mean, we listened to it all the way through to the end. Well, mm, we're talking about Richard Simmons again on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My MyTalk 107.1 streaming live at mytalk 1071com Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. So the podcast never found him. And in fact, when the podcast ended, it ended sort of in a way um, where people were, I think, maybe a little bit irritated with Dan Taberski, where they had been on his side in the first place, wondering what did happen to Richard Simmons. He had been one of the world's most visible celebrities. And then all of a sudden, on a dime, he sort of disappeared, sold his studio that had made him bundles of cash. Uh, and stopped showing up in public. Yep. Dan Taberski tried to find him through a series of stunts and interviews with people who had been... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A
3: blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out.
2: And then it ended in this lackluster way that left everybody really kind of feeling bad for Richard Simmons.
3: Yeah. People felt like they were he was being attacked. Mm -hmm. and You know, leave him alone. He just wants to be private.
2: Well, at the time, shortly after that, Richard Simmons sued the National Enquirer Mm -hmm. for some stories that they had published uh, saying that he was in the middle of a a gender reassignment surgery process. He he did sue the National Enquirer. The judge dismissed the case. A uh, ruling that calling someone transgender does not expose the person to hatred or ridicule. And S- Richard Simmons is now in the process of appealing that. But now there's another another lawsuit happening. And this one is against a private investigator by the name of Scott Brian Matthews, who allegedly put a tracking device oh. on the car of Teresa Who Who is Teresa Ravellis Bradley?
3: Teresa Rivellas is his like assistant
2: slash like bestie slash yep. live in everything
3: his close confidant
2: yes well so this is what the this is the storyline that the way richard simmons gets around la is in the car of teresa rivellas yeah that this pi scott bryan matthews put a tracking device on the car so that he could shadow richard simmons to see if he was visiting hospitals this was again to try to help prove this storyline that Richard Simmons is going through some sort of gender reassignment surgery. Uh, How did they know this? I don't know. And that's what's fascinating about this. Um, The suit claims that this device was attached to Teresa Revellis' car for more than a year. To which then I would say, I mean, I get if you discover a device on your car. But how
3: do you know it's been there for a year? Exactly. And how, I mean, does this sound a little
2: tinfoil hat? He claims in this a little bit, because this will make it even yeah. go further. I know what you're going to say. He claims that that this PI has used seven at least 17 tracking devices to shadow more than a dozen people.
3: Okay. So what benefit would somebody have putting seven, I mean, first of all, who are the 17 people that would somehow provide information about Richard Simmons. Right. And how does he know who these 17 people are? Is Richard Simmons like um, following him? And I mean, this just seemed a little, especially when you remember that the judge in this case uh, against the National Enquirer was like, yeah, no, Mm -hmm. because they weren't saying anything that, you know, reasonable people couldn't have concluded, blah, blah, blah. And it just makes me seem, feel like this guy has been housebound for years and um, maybe he's had a little too much time to think about what's actually going on.
2: It's, it sounds a lot like paranoia. Oh,
4: hello. Yeah. yeah.
2: But also, okay, then, so I went through all of those thoughts too. And I had that moment where I was like, you know, he's, this is, he's suffering from, you know, a lack of connection with the outside world perhaps but I also was thinking about this I mean if indeed there was a tracking device if indeed it was on Teresa Rivellis's car that would mean he does go out and about in that car right I mean it says right here in this story that when he goes out and about he's in Teresa Rivellis's car we've seen pictures of him in the car before and then I think to myself. Why are people... I mean, he's got to be going places. Well, yeah, but I think most people... So now it's renewed my interest in where is Richard Simmons. Yeah, but
3: again, I think this is like one of those things where this is what Dan... The trap that Dan Taberski fell in is like, just because someone is not around doesn't mean there's something nefarious going on. Mm. It means they don't want you to know what they're doing. But that doesn't mean that what they don't want you to know is somehow
1: like salacious or yeah.
3: I mean, it literally could be that he's like, I'm going to go for my hemorrhoid appointment. I'm going to go for my annual physical. I'm going to go because I have this weird growth on my butt. I mean, you know, it doesn't mean that he's removing his genitals.
2: True. This is true.
3: I mean, I get the like mystery of it and wanting to like search, but, but when you say 17, he's tracking 17 other people. Um, it seems a little far. It's
2: also kind of a weird number. You know what I mean? Like, you it's very specific Again, and how, yet very vague.
3: What 17 people are going to have information about Richard Simmons.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that
3: need to be tracked, that their movements need to be tracked.
2: I mean, it really is only Teresa Ravelas that he also, that he spends time with. How would with. he know?
3: Like, did he go around to 17 different places and find tracking devices?
2: He does say that he suffered from mental anguish uh, when they discovered the device, the tracking device. Oh god. Um, could, do you remember when I emailed Teresa Ravelles?
3: Well you yeah, you Facebook messaged her. I,
2: and she Facebook messaged me back. Mm-hmm. Do I try that again?
3: I mean, go for it, but what are you gonna ask?
2: I don't know. Again, I'm I it just has renewed my interest in like but didn't what we is he learn, doing?
3: Again, didn't we learn from this last go round that maybe it was best we left Richard Simmons alone?
2: Yeah, but I also feel like how quickly we forget, because now I'm interested again. I remember that we learned that, but I can't remember exactly what the lesson was. Um, I will say Dan Taberski hasn't cropped up again either. So they're everybody, everybody's trying to lay low now yeah. around Richard Simmons. Oh, well, for sure. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, we will keep you posted as to what happens with... That lawsuit as we learn more um, and there's really not much I mean there's really it really that is as much information as we have there is a suit filed against Scott Brian Matthews claiming that he illegally placed a tracking device on Richard Simmons closest confidant's car and uh, that uh, when they found it it caused him mental anguish and they'd been driving around and again and they've been driving around with it for over a year. Something tells me then that if there were information that they would have already gotten that information and then we would know. Well,
3: and if you were good at what you did, you would have long since removed a tracking device. I don't know that you'd need to leave it there for a year to figure it out. I don't know. And I also don't know how you backdate that experience.
2: It's very bizarre. All right. Uh, Well, okay. So it is Wednesday, or it's Thursday today. And on Thursdays at one o'clock, we do something kind of special. We convene the Bad Moms Club. This is where you, bad moms, led by me, also a bad mom, you can call in, and we all unburden ourselves by confessing what made us a bad mom this week, and then we reset our mom status to good, so that we can go into the weekend feeling a little bit better about ourselves, and then call in again next week to confess what we did wrong. Again, it's an endless cycle of we'll get through being a bad mom and getting yourself out of it after this six five one six four one one oh seven one we will convene the bad moms club what made you a bad mom this week on my talk one oh seven one